of memories of his life and times. Hello, welcome back, one and all, to the ultimately penultimate episode of Easy XP, where any resemblance to actual game discussions, living or dead, is, as always, purely coincidental. I am your host, Den Draken, but you can call me Den. Or maybe you can't, because that was just a placeholder for my less sexy, but thankfully sensical this time, real name. Joining me in the studio, as always, is my co-host who just increments his name sequentially, Mick05. Hello, Den. Hello. <laughs> Good to see you um, again for what might be our second last show. It's absolutely our second last show. We have something very special lined up, as usual, for our final show for the year. But, as one particularly maligned politician might say, we will leave you in suspense. But, before we... G- That's the closest to political humor you're ever going to get <laughs> on this show, I swear. Before we get started, one last thing. Team Ico's decade of waiting simulator Last Guardian has gone gold, meaning the final version of the game is ready and waiting to be finally printed onto discs and sold. Does Team Ico know? Somebody better tell them to delay it once more, just in case. Quick news roundup, go! Ubisoft have announced that the PC version of Watch Dogs 2 will be receiving a small delay from the game's November 15th release date to the 29th, citing a need for extra polish. Extra polish being a PC development term for, oh god, everything is on fire. United Front Games, the devs behind Sleeping Dogs and Mod Nation Races, have been forced to shutter their doors for good. We raise our glasses to all those now looking for work, and honor the memory of the studio by engaging in wholesome go-karting, while simultaneously punching people in the face. In the second most interesting teaser trailer released that hour, Rockstar revealed the sequel to Red Dead Redemption, the creatively named Red Dead Redemption 2. If you're wondering why the third game of a series has a number 2 in its name, then you better watch yourself, partner, because don't take kindly to that fancy mathematics down these parts. The voice actor who played the protagonist of Wolfenstein The New Order has hinted at the possibility of a new Wolfenstein game called New Colossus. Well, I mean, yeah, we've known about this since June when Bethesda put that easter egg at E3. Have you been paying any attention at all? Determined data miners have discovered traces of close to the complete Pokedex within the demo for Pokemon Sun and Moon, revealing dozens of Pokemon designs earlier than intended. This will eventually backfire spectacularly when the programmers realize the actual gameplay bit was all a ruse, and discovering the Pokemon was the real demo. An Australian mod maker has received a prestigious screenwriting award from the Australian Writers Guild for the Skyrim mod, The Forgotten City. Hang on. Video games? Australian? Prestigious screenwriting award? A Kickstarter has been created for an affordable handheld gaming PC called the Smash Z. The small device promises to provide a relatively robust PC gaming experience on the go, using Skyrim as a proof of concept for its ability. Unfortunately, their entire pitch is about to immediately get much less impressive in approximately... 3... 2... 1... Uh-huh. 
Our first story. Okay, look, come on, we can't keep going. Okay, this charade has gone on long enough. Nintendo Switch! Oh my god, okay. It's, it's finally been announced. Some yes. Actual concrete details. The NX. What it is. The NX is no more. Long live. The NX is dead. Long live the Nintendo the Switch. Switch. Yes. Yes. Um, okay, now. For those of you who might be wondering, this is all we're talking about today. So, for those of you wondering, oh, they're going to have, like, three quirky little segments with maybe little... No. 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 I mean, Get this, out while you can. This is probably one of the biggest stories to have dropped in our time doing Easy XP. So yeah, possibly. Considering the amount of stories we've done on the NX, I think it's fair to... Uh, give it a little bit of love. Give it a, a whole lot of love, in fact. Yeah, not to mention the fact that, um, okay... The reason that I am now aware that Nintendo are actually my guardian angels. Every single other game company announces news on Tuesday or Wednesday, which is um, a couple of hours too late to be included in the show. Nintendo announced the Switch on Thursday evening, Friday morning. You know what else happens on Friday morning? I start researching and writing the script for next week. Oh my god. Is there anything they can't do? No. And also, you know the thing that I particularly love about the timing of this is I've been just inundated. It's the last, for those of you who might not be listening from a university context, it is currently week 13 or the last week of uh, the university semester, which means that all of the assignments are happening, especially yep. for me. Um, and so... Not me, though. <laughs> not you. Not you, you slick lucky bastard. But... <laughs> But this means that if we didn't have this news, I would have had to write a normal episode, which means I would have to push my academic work back. So, Nintendo. It's just aligned very Yeah, nicely. yeah, yeah. Which means I didn't need to write a single bloody thing for this. Yes. Um, so, obviously, we need some time for our voice actors to do some work and some songs and maintain some rough structure. So, for the first, um, for the first, uh, bit of the show, I reckon it would be cool if we split into two halves. The first half we talk about the trailer itself, what we know, what it's shown us, um, and the marketing approach, and then we'll go to a quick break, and then we come back, we can talk about what we hope to see, our speculations, rumours, theories, what this means to us. Um, and so, yeah, that'll just give us a way to sort of break up the show, and then we'll come in at the end to talk about what we've been playing, and then we'll sign off. Yep, sounds good. Sounds good. So let's get into it. So, um, I think we should paint the scene. Um, it's 12, it's 12.40 on a Thursday evening, yes. and we are both in a collective group chat with all of our other uh, Nintendo mad friends. Yes, hastily waiting for that 1am announcement of what the NX is. Yeah, just waiting, and hoping, praying. As the minutes tick over to... to about 1am and then suddenly nintendo.com does not load anymore yeah, yeah it just goes completely white so it's like oh god and then I managed to f and then I, I find there's a link to a you Nintendo have uploaded a YouTube video first look at the Nintendo, Nintendo Switch, Switch. Mm. so that that was it that YouTube trailer yes and it was a very good trailer it was I, I think that's the thing that really struck all of us was um Everybody's been annoyed that um, Nintendo have been sort of like delaying news about the Switch. But the thing that 
that trailer reveals is that they were absolutely right to do that. Because not only did they build the hype to a certain level, but they were also lining up to take a massive swing with this reveal. Like, to say, this is what it is, this is our concept, this is a fully realized idea. Showing sort of all the different ways they envision people using it as well. Yeah, exactly. In terms of it being a handheld and a home console. Hmm. The... The I'm thing, just impressed yeah. that all those actors managed to keep their mouths shut. <laughs> <in> the <laughs> they, they, po- they possibly didn't know what they were doing. I'm just here for the check. Yes. I don't know what this is. Anyway. Uh, do, do you think that was a requirement of the contract? It's like, I have no interest in video games. Check. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, who knows? I, I, I did think some of the situations in the trailer were kind of funny where it's just yeah. like, Ooh, I'm just going to take my NX over to this little dinner party my friends are happening. <laughs> yeah. That's a totally on, on the, on that, the that roof, <laughs> on the roof of the trendy apartment that is opposite <laughs> to my trendy apartment. Yeah, no, the, the thing was, yeah, like entirely, um, obviously the situations were a bit far-fetched, but that just saying like, oh, who does that is sort of missing the point <laughs> because they perfectly demonstrated exactly what the switch is um and i think that's the thing that i and i believe lots of other people took away from it the reason it's been resonating just so well with people it's been going nuts it's been going everywhere the reason it's been resonating so well with people is because everybody knows what it is nintendo did a better job in three and a half minutes with zero words conveying what the Switch is than they did with two years of press conferences with the Nintendo Wii U. Yeah, that's very true, actually. Like, even to someone who probably isn't that, obviously doesn't follow video games and had no idea of the NX, that the NX was coming, they could watch that trailer and just go, by the end of it, be go, oh, cool, so you can take it out or you can just play it at home and you got your two little yeah, controllers. It's such, and-, and the thing is, is that you, can, you just see that single shot at the beginning of him playing Zelda and him slipping it in and taking it out. And you, unlike the Wii U, where even us who were excited for it was sort of like thinking, oh yeah, I can sort of see how that could be creative and fun if they do some interesting things in the future. While everybody who sees just those two shots says, I know exactly what that is, I know exactly what that does, and I know exactly whether that appeals to me or not. Yeah. I, I just, I think, like, it is... It does confirm sort of all the rumors we'd heard of, you know, it would be a a handheld slash home console hybrid. Mm. And there were the rumors, of course, like there was the the controls would slot on the side, which they do. Yeah, they're called Joy Cons, which is adorable, <laughs> freaking adorable. Um, and 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 yeah, and uh, and you can even use those little side controllers as uh, their own mini controllers. They have two yeah. people sort of play on the same screen. So the thing about that is that that is such a stupid situational nonsense idea but i love it it's so adorable i don't think i i might not ever use it but i just think the idea that you can use it like that is gorgeous it's It's so cute it's pretty cute cute. i mean yeah i imagine i imagine games will have to be set up for use with those limited controllers but i mean hell for just like most of my nintendo's you know favorite party games i'm sure like yeah it could easily get played like that and yeah, it's it just it seems like just so smooth as well. The fact that mm. this is sort of docking station and you just slot it in there and then boop, it's on the big screen or you take it out and then you're playing it on your little on the on the tablet. Basically. Yeah, yeah. I I think the thing that um, struck us is that uh, 
it feels very clean, quite like, uh, quite unlike Nintendo of late. Um, it feels very clean. It sort of feels like one thing that you might have noticed is that there wasn't a single child in that trailer. <laughs> yeah. Not a single one. I, that's the thing, isn't it? Because this is almost like a. It's not. It's not like a 3DS, which I guess has some kind of like. This is like a tablet, so you know, it's it's sort of a decent. We don't know the price yet, but assuming it's like a, a fairly expensive piece of hardware, you know, you might want to think twice about letting your kid sort of take it out with them to off to school or something. Yeah, and I have a feeling that like that's sort of the demographic they're aiming at with the Switch. They're sort of not saying, oh, we sort of want to really broaden our demographics. No, it sort of feels to me like the Switch is some, is doing two things. It's cementing the supports of people who stuck through the Wii U's life and might have um, been sort of, uh, sort of on shaky grounds. Just sort of like restore their faith and also bring back people who might have been scared away. Um, buy things like the Wii and the sort of like whole oh yeah it's for everyone kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, it's almost um it's almost back to basics in the way because uh I mean I don't think in the trailer there was any anyone ever like used the screen like a touch screen. No. So and Nintendo have said that it is a single screen experience. So yeah, it's, which means that it's probably less like the Wii U gamepad and just more of a own thing, a screen, and 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 the controls themselves are two, um, you know, pretty standard controllers, and they you can fit them into that, um, uh, I guess, controller shell that makes them more like a traditional gamepad, or you can just buy the old the the classic controller, but they're all they're all very straightforward. It's no it's no Wii mode. It's no no Wii Wii U gamepad. It's sort of, um. A more standard controller setup, which I think leads back into they've also announced all this other third-party support, which, mm. which, seeing as how the game, the third-party developers don't have to think, oh, how do we integrate the gamepad into this or like motion support? Maybe they're more likely mm. to to make games for it, or games available on the PS4, Xbox One can maybe also come to the Switch. Yeah, assuming it's powerful enough, which yeah. we have no idea. We'll probably save that kind of talk for the second yeah, uh, yeah. portion. Uh, but the thing that um, I just think that the way that they handled this announcement was genius because. Would I have liked a 30-minute press conference telling me everything that it did, the price, the games that were going to come after it? Absolutely. Would, <laughs> yeah. it have, would it have been as successful? Hell no. No. Because the introduce, introducing the, that video, that quick look, last time I checked was sitting at about 15 million views, which yeah. is pretty much the entire install base of the Wii U. I, I, like, I think I'm pretty sure when I watched the trailer on... Um on like basically 1 a.m. it already had like some like 15,000 views or something. There's yeah. like a minute after I, it came out. I was just like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, people were really excited about this. And yeah. the genius thing is if they just did a boring press conference that ticked all the boxes and says, okay, it does this, it does this, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been good for us, for our information. Like we said, okay, yeah, we know that it does. But it wouldn't have captured people's hearts and imaginations the way that this trailer has. Because if they just said, oh, this is the Nintendo Switch, then the sort of name Nintendo Switch and this idea would have been floating around. Then if they came up with that sort of trailer closer to launch, it wouldn't have had that impact. But they sort of condensed all this excitement and hype and rumor into this one trailer. This one 
beautifully shot, beautifully edited trailer that just spread like wildfire. I, hell, if they just announced um, it at like a conference, then you might have had like some... You might have had like some people saying, oh, I read an article about something similar. But no, now you have people who might not even have been interested in Nintendo or interested in games saying, oh yeah, I watched that trailer. Yeah. That's the thing. It's very smart. A very, very smart marketing move by them. And and since they have, I think, since come out and said, that's all you're getting this year, by the way, <laughs> of information. Um, I, I mean, it's a good little, a little, like, sort of introduction to what it is. Yeah. It's, find out more concrete details next year, I, I suppose. Yeah, and it can only... And it can only get sleeker. It can only get more <laughs> refined. It can only get more polished. I, I think that their handling of this... Like, even though we were worried about, like, um, how long they were waiting and how much, how little they were saying, I think they've handled it really, really well. It's a far... It shows how much they've learnt from the shortcomings of the Wii U. From everything from its name to the way it was marketed to the way they showed it off. Just, like, everything that... Everything that they feel has gone wrong, they've learnt from. And that's... So unusual. They, I think I've said before is that I, I think the thing that I've said about Nintendo is that they never make the same mistake twice, but they never learn from their mistakes. So like, I think when we were talking about, this is possibly another NX conversation, mm-hmm. uh, when we're talking about rumors, is that they'll never step backwards, but they'll always jump sideways. So they'll never say like, oh yeah, um, this didn't work, this didn't work, this didn't work. We'll solve this by jumping all the way over here. Well, um... They sort of try a different direction, almost. Yeah, while here, it sort of feels like they just looked back and said, okay, this didn't work, this didn't work, this didn't work. Let's focus exclusively on fixing these things. Let's just work on making sure that everybody knows exactly what it is. Everybody knows this is different. Everybody knows that it's new. And the trailer just accomplished all of that and more. I've never seen such a warm reception to um to a Nintendo product from both people from both the sort of hardcore ugh, gaming crowd. Um <laughs> sorry, it's just that word just leaves yeah. a bad taste in my mouth. Um and the and just people who don't really play games. Just the reception it's got has been monumental. Yeah, I think uh, I think there was some I think some of the rumors about why it was delayed so I, I remember seeing someone suggested that they were waiting sort of for some of the actual games to be bet- further along before they announced, they could show them off. Because uh, in the trailer, you do see a sort of some snippets of mm. some games on the on the Switch, you, Breath of the Wild, of course, and what looks to be a new 3D Mario game, mm. which looks very enticing. Be careful. Um, I will, I will make the statement now. A kind of disclaimer, um, as is always the case with these kind of reveals. None of that footage was actually running on the system. Yeah. All of it was added in post-production. So you can sort of assume that something like this exists in some form, but it's possibly not... You, you shouldn't take any of this yeah. as, like, total 100% fact. Hell, even Bethesda. They, they showed off they showed <laughs> Skyrim. Off Sky, they showed off Skyrim Remastered heavily, running on this yeah. thing, but Bethesda won't say whether or not Skyrim is coming to it. Like, they don't... <laughs> they won't officially say anything. I... I like in that in that note that the actual footage wasn't necessarily running on the system it was added post production i know, i've seen a lot of people point out like ooh, when he uh in the trailer the guy like 
takes, takes out some, Breath yeah. of the Wild. It's like, oh, it seems to like chug a little bit, you know, it's yeah. like frame rate seems to dip. And it's like, well, that that's probably not, we don't know if that's no. really indicative of that's what, what's happened because... Could just be something yeah, and also, and also the, the weird thing about that claim is that there's actually nothing inside the dock. Like, um, like the only way that that could be indicative of some real experience is if Nintendo, well, like said, okay, the ethical thing to do would be to consciously edit in the fact that it's sort of running a little bit slow, which seems <laughs> weird yeah, of the face of it. Like I'm like, not impossible, but a bit, not impossible, but just a bit weird. But also the fact is, is that all of the NX is in that tablet. Like, there's nothing in the... So, do you think no- the dock is just sort of like a... Oh, they've confirmed. The dock is just a bit of plastic with an HDMI oh. port on it. Oh, really? There's, there's, no, um, there's no processing grunt in the dock itself. So, the only... It's quite big for... <laughs> for just well, I, I, suppose, I suppose that's for, like, stability <laughs> yeah. and sort of for aesthetic Fair as enough. well. I thought it might have some like maybe sort of extra processing power in it just because it, it's how big it is and yeah. in terms of maybe bumping it up, you know, for the for the TV, um, playing it on the TV. Yeah. It, it might have some, like, upscaling tech or anything, but, like, in terms of actual running the game, processing the game, yeah. there's nothing in there. So the only possible uh, performance benefit you might get from it is um, if they might overclock the the chip inside of it when it's connected to power because they have the battery to do that like but that that's the only way that's and i like somehow i don't think it would cause that dramatic drop we saw in um in the uh trailer Uh, yeah yeah i i feel that that point sticking point is sort of just more of a uh technical editing sort of either glitch or just sort of based on the footage they were using or whether the footage was slowed down or something to sort of make it more to look better within the shot or, or something who something knows? Who, yeah. who knows but i have a feeling that it's the the point that we're trying to make is that you shouldn't take any sort of like performance or visuals from that trailer because all of that was sort of like post-productioned in yeah so like you can sort of see what it's going for but it's possibly not the best indication of <laughs> what's actually running although speaking of um just going back on the trailer um the one thing that i want to bring up is the classic nintendo sound design nothing sounds like nintendo sounds and all of the sounds in the trailer the trailer sounded great (laughs) that's just the thing yeah the the noise of it when it like S- like just, slid into just, the dock just like and that, just that like that click oh, when it's sort so of so satisfying <laughs> and also and also when I hope it makes that in like in real life <laughs> yeah well, who knows um and also like when the when the logo came up and that sort of uh that clave that, that yeah that click that came up when it did that and the sort of charming nintendo switch at the end like all of it was just <sighs> incredibly satisfying it really was oh. i think is the word to use it um no, I think just in terms of marketing, in terms of getting their ideas across, I think the trailer conveyed everything they wanted it to do and more. And how do I know this? Is It's because that trailer is the single most watched video on Nintendo's YouTube channel. Yep. And it also, <laughs> when it was released, was trending number one on YouTube for the day that it was released. And I think the people behind that should feel 
immensely proud of that. So we're going to go to a quick break now in order to bring you something from our voice actors and we'll be back in a second. And now, Civilization 6 according to unhelpful Steam reviews. One more turn, then I'll write the review. Just one more. I'm surprised that Sean Bean didn't die in the opening cinematic. Gandhi asked me to join war with him against another Civ. I accepted the deal, and then he denounced me because he thinks I'm warmonger. Very good at distracting you from your inevitable lonely life and soon to be death. Not as good as Civ 1. Time to live the dream of being a megalomaniac leader. Why the fuck isn't there an Earth map? I refuse to play without it. F off. Is that seriously all this you care about? Civilization has been for 30 years a great game that teaches history, not just graphics. And all you dickheads that only care about pixels pick up your eyes at ruining something once in a lifetime. Sid Meier grew up without Civilization game, okay? Sid Meier never had to worry about graphics and all you f***ers whining about them are a slap in his face. And he makes these games so you can enjoy them, not complain 24-7 about how pretty your games have been. I have an option between finishing my masters or playing Civ 6. Uh, who am I kidding? Not really. We're gonna get back into our Switch talk now, but before we do, I just want to share one of my favourite anecdotes just sort of relating to that, um, on Civ 6. Uh, do you know, Nick Zero, do you know why Gandhi is a dick? I don't. I've, I've, I've had many friends, like, just crying about how often Gandhi just denounces them and, and is just really horrible to play against in Civ. Yeah, well, the thing about Gandhi, the reason why he's such a dick, is it's a mimetic carry-through, a sort of tradition, almost, that came all the way from Civ 1. Um, because of two mechanics that sort of, um, that sort of interlocked, if you will. Uh, the thing about Gandhi is that um, Gandhi... Uh, he has each world leader in Civ has certain scores that based that depends on how their AI runs, and one of them is aggression. Now, naturally, Gandhi's aggression starts really, really low, and as he goes through the game, he gains sort of perks and things that lower his aggression. But the thing is, because it was such an old game, and because of the mechanics weren't balanced properly, there was a point where his aggression would hit zero, and then hit negative one. Now, the thing about negative one on these old computers is that negative one kind of isn't a thing. So instead of going to negative one, it loops back around to the very maximum. <laughs> a maximum that nobody... It loops back from zero to 254. So, like, that, a number that no one else could reach aggression-wise. Yeah. So Gandhi just launched nukes at everybody <laughs> and um, just... So, yeah, and they just sort of carried that through the entire series. So, Yep, if you wanted a taste of what Gandhi would be like in an alternate reality, <laughs> where he's basically a warmonger. Yeah. Play yeah. Civ. <laughs> anyway, Nintendo Switch. So, yes. we've talked about the marketing. We've talked about uh, their marketing campaign. So, now let's talk about the system, the device itself, and some of the rumours that um, are surrounding it, and sort of what we're expecting, and what we'd be happy with. I think the thing that um, not only we expressed, but everybody who was in that um, plucky little group chat while we were watching is that um, uh, it's something that I said when the Eurogamer report came out, which essentially just 
literally got it one for one on everything that was in there. More or less. More yeah. or less. Um, the thing that's... Uh, the thing that uh, I said at the time, and I still stand by, it's that it's the Nintendo console that you always wanted but didn't realize until now. Yeah, it's... it's I mean, the fact that you, you have now this thing that can act as a home console or a handheld means that they don't have to split that, make that split anymore because yeah, obviously... Exactly. The 3DS has done really, really well for them and, in fact, done better for them than the Wii U. And combining this now means they don't have to kind of, I guess, split their, you know, focus on, like, exactly. developing handheld, developing... They just have to focus on making games for this one system and that's that, you know? They can add... They can put more resources towards it, I assume, and just... It's... it's benefits everyone overall. Yeah, absolutely. Although I think... I think, and again, speculation time... I think they might keep the 3DS around for a little bit longer because that's what they've um that's what they've oh, yeah. um that that's what they've been saying. They're saying the 3DS will be supported until about 2018. Yeah, yeah. I think is what I they think were that's saying. Fair enough. Um, but the thing about because it, it, it also I guess it kind of weighs into the price of the the Switch as well because assuming it'll be similar in price to a home console and mm-hmm. you know more expensive than a handheld, it's kind of a you're paying a little bit more for that, and so some people might. You know, part of the reason a lot of people play handheld is because it's cheaper. Yeah. You know? um, but the thing that I think that their their reasoning is, is that for the parents who wants to buy Nintendo for their kid, they'd get them something like a 2DS, something that probably would work while running under molten lava or something. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the parents who wants to play Nintendo themselves would get the Switch and that services everything they could possibly need. And then they just sort of have that dynamic where sort of the younger audience uh, focuses on the 3DS line while the family audience focuses on the Switch. And they just sort of keep that going until the components in the Switch come down in price enough and they might release a second Switch revision, sort of like a light Switch or a durable Switch that's a little bit cheaper so that they can then sort of... And once the platform itself is established so they know that they can do it, they can then finally fully jump ship behind the single unified yeah. system. Yeah. Because that, that, that sort of seems like the kind of game plan that would make sense. Because it gives them back out room so they can say, like, if something doesn't quite go right, they can always back back to the 3DS. And it also just gives them a little bit of assurance and all of those kind of things. I think, yeah, something that I'm I'm wondering, seeing as how the Switch is... um. You know, more or less very similar in shape and size to a tablet. If um, if it'll have uh, any greater functionality than literally just playing games, you know, will you maybe be able Who to, I uh, like, just go online with it or play watch videos on it? You know. Well, I, I assume you'd be able to if, watch if, videos. It's on. obviously it's a little bit. It's more than more than a 3ds, and if you're carrying it around, you know, I think maybe some people would expect. So a little bit more functionality in that. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously it's going to have stuff like a web browser and a YouTube app just because, hell, yeah. the Wii U had those things. Uh, but who knows? It it depends on whether or not it has a touchscreen, I guess. And Nintendo has been very zip-lipped right, yeah. about um, whether or not it does. Because sort of like the tablet bit of it sort of makes you think that, oh yeah, it should be a touchscreen. Uh, but touchscreens are battery intensive, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I think that's what's. Um, I think that's. I remember reading this article like when the Apple Watch was coming out. Like th- they could get like 
a huge longer life out of the Apple Watch if they refuse to have a touchscreen on us. Because the touchscreen, like, draws up huge, huge amounts of battery. Yeah, but, <laughs> but then you need all those extra buttons. Mm. I, um, I guess that's the other thing is, like, how, 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 how will the battery life be on this thing? Because, mm. you know, it's, it's portable. So I guess the question is, what would you like it to be? Like, what would you accept and expect it to be within sort of, like, reasonable bounds? Yeah, I think, I think it's probably a bit... I think it's probably fair to say it'll, you know, run a bit lower than, say, maybe a typical tablet. Just because... Well, if it... I mean, it's, you know, it's got all that hardware in it. It's got a big chip trying to play... If you're, and if you're playing games on it, you know, that's a pretty mm. intensive use of the power. Mm. So, so, sort of hours, what are you... I wonder if it'd be like I'd say maybe in like the four to six range. What do you think? Mm, yeah, that that sort of sounds about right. Um, I'm sort of thinking because um, the closest comparison we have to it are the Nvidia Shield line, because that's because the Switch is obviously a successor to that sort of idea. It follows a similar sort of concept. Uh, it's based on the same ideas and it's powered by um, customized technology, newer next generation customized technology but technology of the same ilk of the um uh, nvidia shield stuff and the nvidia shield stuff got you about three to four gameplay hours like actual sitting down and playing gameplay hours Mm. uh and so for me that sort of feels like where they'll be trying to hit like um when you look at it uh the actual switch itself it's um it's a little bit thicker then um, it's a little bit thicker than your average tablet. Yeah. And the thing is that if it's powered by, uh, well, it is powered by Tegra technology, that stuff takes up zero space. Like, zero space. So you can imagine that, like, 90% of that thing is battery. Yeah. So, um, so, well, well, we we don't know. We have no idea. Um, I think, you know, and if, if maybe, if it is, a little bit on the low side, you know, they could always have the option of putting out sort of a extra battery pack kind of thing. You, you know, maybe. Yeah, possibly. But you know, the funny thing that I found out the other day is that, um, you know how when the Wii U came out, people were saying, oh, the gamepad, the, the gamepad itself only has about three to four gameplay hours on it as well. Mm. And people said, oh, that's, that's really not very much. And like, oh, well, we, we want more. Did you know that from Nintendo, you can buy an official larger battery for the Wii U gamepad like it's just like it doesn't like bulge out the back or anything it's not a battery pack it's just like a replacement battery that gets you 8 hours wow like I never knew that was a thing interesting no who knew who knew that that was a thing (laughs) I didn't know that was a thing I didn't know that almost sounds like something they maybe should have had in the first place but (laughs) who knows Um, price cost I I did see I saw some interesting fan art which I know is just complete speculation but I wonder if they would go down the street of um. So the Joy Cons, the controls that slot on the side of the mm. screen, and you can, you know, take them off and put them together and stuff. Um, people are speculating if they they sort of released custom Joy Cons for specific games. Oh yeah, or, or just, I saw that as well. Or just an example, ones that imitated the GameCube controller. Mm. You know, so like the 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 right side is you know the the GameCube button layout for people who want to play. You know, perhaps. Assuming they release old GameCube games on the whatever Nintendo store they have on that device, or I know a lot of people like would <laughs> praying that they put Melee on on the <laughs> device, you know. Um, 
or or just or or even just like actual different custom designs for games you know that yeah. can resemble like a, a sort of gun more gun-like controller or something like that yeah, yeah. which could be kind of cool I, I suppose it depends on like how they connect to the switch like because the thing that i wonder is um are those thing when you plug those things in do they do they hardware connect so like is there actually some sort of like Kate, some sort of like paddle something that actually physically connects them or whether they're still running wirelessly uh, yeah. just attached to the system because if they're just because if there's a hard if there's a hardware connection in there then yeah i can totally see that somebody doing that because that wouldn't be too expensive it would be kind of cheap it'd just be a bit of plastic tad a controller like you wouldn't have the wireless functionality in those things you just sort of slip them in and use yeah. them there um but if those things like are only just exclusively wireless and they just sort of like clip to the sides but it's still wireless when they're clipped to the sides, then that sort of idea doesn't seem plausible because they'd have to actually release actual controllers with the games, which yeah, would... I guess so. Which they could do. I mean, they've done that before. They, I think they released a Skyward Sword-branded gold Wiimote and Wii Motion Plus for yeah. Skyward Sword, I think. God, that was a while ago. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Wiimote. <laughs> Those days, long past. <laughs> Those days. Uh, um, um, I think... The other and uh, from the trailer as well, we saw that they run the games will run on cartridges, which yeah, yeah. Nintendo likes their cartridges. And well, the thing is, is that um, I'm totally down with that. Like, that's I think that's really cool because um, I I don't know how much they're going to cost pro- to produce or anything, but they're so I like them. I like using them on my 3ds, and the fact that you can get like full on console games onto those things is like that's cool. I that, like that. That is cool. I, yeah, I mean, just being able to play. Skyrim, like on the go, is pretty. Just think about that little Skyrim <laughs> cartridge. Awesome. Like this, this, this cartridge contains Skyrim, and just like, and just also the implication of it, just sort of like that whole plug-in and play mentality that um, sort of consoles themselves have sort of been um, shying away from. So that idea that you could just like sort of click it in there, and like, um, and if somebody else wanted to play, you just click it out, literally throw the thing at them, and then, <laughs> hey, they've got Skyrim now. I think that's sort of like a mentality that will really serve the Switch well. Yeah. Um, I think, do you want to talk about the sort of, they, they announced a whole bunch of third-party hmm. developers. Yes, yes. Um, so these are developers who have um, sort of said that, oh yeah, we're partnered with Nintendo to do things. Uh, another disclaimer. <laughs> uh, sim- another... Something sort of like this happened in the Wii U's live, and we all know how that turned out. So take it with a grain yeah. of salt. But some of the names on this list are pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, Nintendo basically released a picture saying sampling of Nintendo Switch partners. And there are many developers on here which definitely sort of abandoned the previous systems long ago. Some, or, of, them, or have just never, some of them weren't even in prominence when the Wii U came yeah, out. Yeah, or have just never been on Nintendo systems. I mean, you've got. Um, you've got things like Bethesda, who I don't think have ever done a Never. Nintendo game. Well, I mean, apart from like, maybe if you went back to like the SNES or NES days, maybe. <laughs> but I mean, in terms they, of like memories, oh memory, Skyrim, yeah. I mean, and you've got things that maybe make more sense. There's sort of Capcom's on here, Activision, Ubisoft's on here. So well, we knew that. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, Ubisoft make a lot of big. Uh, multi-platform series like Assassin's Creed and stuff and so yeah. maybe it's fair to see them come here um, Platinum Games 
Uh, which yep. obviously make yep. a lot of Nintendo stuff. So hopefully more stuff from them. Yep. I think what the I've got w- got to say that um, if anybody ever asks me uh, what is the most underrated game of all time, the literal objective answer is the Wonderful One Hundred and One. <laughs> there is no other answer. That is literally the only right <sighs> answer to that question. I just want to play that. Um, <laughs> from Software. Is yes, that was the big one. That was like <laughs> I one saw pe- like, that just, people raised some eyebrows. At. Yeah, just the kind of one that makes the cartoon eyes sort of. <laughs> like, can you imagine? The, like a Souls game. A Souls game that you can take on the go. Oh god. <laughs> and get frustrated because you died because the bus bumped over <laughs> a bump when you were trying to <laughs> avoid the boss and then you got killed and. Oh, I I. Yeah, I mean that's exciting. Obviously, any any time From announces a new game, I mean it could just be sort of a a, a port of say Dark Souls three or maybe Bloodborne or uh, it's I not going to be it's... Bloodborne. Sony have their shackles oh, all I over guess, Bloodborne. I, I guess yes, or something new. You know, I still I I like very very unlikely, but imagine just like a Mario themed Souls <laughs> game. Oh. A Zelda game, Darks. Yeah. Well, because Dark Souls is Zelda. Like, not many people realize this, but like, <laughs> Dark Souls is actually the mature Zelda that people have been asking for. So, like, a sort yeah. of just sort of like meshing the two together. That would be awesome. Yeah. Just, I mean, anything from makes super exciting. I mean, there's just a ton of names on this. They've got, um, I think, Warner Brothers, Capcom, Epic Games, Atlas, Persona, maybe. Yeah, well, well, I mean, I mean the, that's the a Persona, Sony series uh, mainly, but yeah, Persona Four Golden sold PS Vitas. Like, there's no way about that. Like, <laughs> uh, those are very revered games. Um, but I mean, yeah, and just this whole list is very exciting because I think, obviously, with the Wii, as the Wii's lifetime went on in the Wii U, you saw a lot of more third-party developers sort of go, we we can't sell games on these systems. You know, it was basically. Or like they they weren't willing to put in the work to as I said before adapt them to the the hardware yeah. for these things and so like I said it seems with this more simplified back to basics controller layout that maybe more developers are like okay this we don't have to sort of think about how to work in sort of the extra motion yeah. sensing stuff or anything we can which, just make a game which I feel leads wonderfully into what will probably be our final talking point and that's what's in this thing yeah um, and the power of it because. I am of the opinion that um, I'm of the opinion that the power of Nintendo systems doesn't matter. Like, but that that's just my um, that's just my opinion. For a lot of people, the power of these systems do matter, um, and so knowing what it can actually do is very important. So we're not entirely sure what's in this thing. Um, what we do know is that it's made by Nvidia. And it's a customized version of their Tegra chip technology. Those of you who don't know, the Tegra is the stuff that powered, appropriately enough, the um, the Shield line of um, of systems. Like that's what it powered. Um, and it's basically a ridiculous mobile chip. Like I'm not joking. This thing runs on rainbows and magic. This thing <laughs> is insane. Like the um, the X1, the, the Tegra X1 which um, powered the last generation of uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. technologies, that's on, like, a chip that could easily uh, get the ki- a mobile performance. Like, it could power, like, a tablet for the amount of time you expect a tablet to run on a tablet battery. For something that could run, like, a tablet, that could run... Uh, 
last generation games at 1080 if they were optimized well for it. Yeah. Like Trine 2 ran at 1080 Try The Trine 2 version for the Wii U ran at 720-30. So like already that's like the baseline and already we're in an interesting spot. Yeah, it's, um, it's sort of, yeah, it's hard to speculate because it is kind of new technology and they haven't laid out the exact specs yet. Yeah. But um, it, it could... It could be in, like almost on par with sort of the current current gen system in a handheld, which is nuts. Yeah. Because okay, so that that was the X one. Then we move on to the X two. The X two is a little bit weird because it was never really released for games. Uh, it sort of went under the radar, but it sort of went into Nvidia's. I, I believe this is true. This might not be true. I might be pulling this out of my ass, but I think this is true. <laughs> this claim. Um, uh, that went into Nvidia's self driving car technology. Uh, and so the X2 architecture um, was used for that. It was never really used in a gaming system. Uh, and so now we get to the Tegra that's inside the Switch. And NVIDIA released a very quite comprehensive blog about um, what's actually in the thing, uh, about the Tegra chip inside it. And they're saying that it's a custom chip, a custom Tegra chip. So it's nothing like we've seen before. We can't direct comparisons because it's custom made mm. with like custom APIs and libraries made by NVIDIA with in association with Nintendo um, and that it's running they didn't say exactly but they said that it was powered by the same architecture that powers its like flagship um, that powers its sort of flagship graphics cards now that's a little bit ambiguous, but what it seems to suggest is that this thing is based on the Pascal architecture, which is the um, which is the sort of um, chip technology that's powering the GTX 1080s or the the GTX 10 yeah. series of cards, which are monstrously powerful and mm-hmm. incredibly power efficient. So I mean, yeah. That does sound very exciting. If it does, if but they again, are we on have the no same idea. level as the the ten series of cards. They've just, you know, they pretty much just come out. They're sort of the best cards you can get, and Nvidia supplies yeah. at least. So, and you know. that sort of suggests that maybe I, it might do better on the battery than we we're expecting. I think at the very least, it's safe to say that the power gap between this and the other consoles, Xbox One and PS4, will be probably smaller than possibly what we're expecting the other generations have been previously yeah and and we, we of course we don't know but that sort of know. seems they're sort of like saying that take your console experiences on the go and that's that kind of claim sort of seems like thing they wouldn't say if they weren't confident that's yeah um it could deliver a solid console experience but again who knows so it's getting very close to the end of our show, so we're going to leave that for a second. <laughs> very quickly talk about the games we've been playing after this song, and then we'll be back with you shortly. We'll see you in a sec.
Meanwhile, in the Easy XP writing department. Oh. This rumor says it's gonna be region free. Well, this one says it's as powerful as an Xbox One. Hang on. Have we written this script for this week? What script? That was the Easy XP writing department. We're now almost at the very end of our show, and so, um. And so, we'd like to take some time for something a little more self indulgent. We turn our focus inwards and look at our own playing habits this week, placing more stock in hypothetical games on hypothetical systems than games we actually could be playing on systems we could own. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of, possibly the only thing we'll get time for this week, I heard through the grapevine. I heard through, um, through some little birds whispered <laughs> in my ear that you, Zero, have now, you, um, how do we put this? You, uh, shook the bonds of this mortal earth. Yes. You ascended to it's the a, virtual. I'm, I'm not of this world anymore. <laughs> My true self exists in the virtual virtual world. Yeah, I got to play a Vive. Um, yes. My, my friend happens to own a, um, a Vive, and so I went to his house and played it. So my first time using a Vive, and it was really, really fun. Yes. It was really good. Yes. Um, um, so, yeah, I... Sort of some of the games I played on it. I played um ah uh, what what did I I sort of I played a bit in the lab. So that's yes, the um yes. I was going to say because that's one that everybody should try. Yeah, that's the the Valve made um kind of like a bunch of different mini games and sort of it's a great like first time playing VR. Look at all these things you can do. Like hmm. uh so that like I went to the the secret shop and I got to see. Oh, all, all my favorite Dota two items in in three D, <laughs> and I could look at them. Also, you looked at the so you looked at the Dota two spectator mode. Uh, oh no, I didn't get to try that. But um, I went what, to the, what's the secret shop? I've never heard of it. Oh, in in the lab, there's one of the things is uh, it it you'll literally go into kind of like the in game Dota two shop, and the shopkeeper is I there, never and he's knew like, that. ah, welcome, and like they have like all the in game items that you buy, just like there. So it's like, <laughs> oh, there's the divine rapier, and there's the 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 skull basher, and that's really I never knew that was in there. Yeah, that's that's one of the things in there, and um, they also have I also played the um kind of slingshot uh game where you're shooting the personality orbs or whatever they're called uh, and they all have cores I think. cores yeah and they all have very funny personalities one of the, some of them are voiced by justin roiland from um rick and, rick and morty fame <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's there are some great ones in that and um and that was fun i also played sort of another similar vein where it's just kind of like mess around in this environment uh i uh, what was the name of it it was something like waltz wizard wizard word something <laughs> something to do with wizards because you're you play as a wizard in it you're basically in like a i guess like a wizard's chambers and uh you you can you can mess around with all the things there there's like a crossbow and there's like a magic sword and um and you have this big pot in front of you that you can drop these uh orbs and they give you spells so you drop one in them and then using the controllers you can levitate objects and and sort of throw them around and there's another one which you drop in and it makes you a giant so suddenly everything's really <laughs> tiny and it's like you have to bend down if you want to interact with anything and um oh, and there's and there's one that makes um you can make uh uh you can throw fireballs and mm. um and that was very fun but i think the the highlight of um of all the stuff i played was i played um the rec room oh rec room so that's a uh, that's free and it's kind of surprising it's free because there's a lot of stuff in it. It's basically, uh, you go in and you get to, you uh, 
get to create your own little avatar. You get to, you know, choose what you're wearing and your hair and everything. And then you go into basically a huge kind of um, like a big like playroom with like lots of activities where there's other people and you you are to talk and you can talk to them with your mic with the mic and the headset. And so <laughs> you basically interacted with real people in this virtual space. And oh boy, that is just a whole <laughs> a whole lot of fun and just. Oh, just you, you just go around. I had a boombox, and I was like, "You can you can just play in boombox," and people were complimenting me on it, and um, and you can fist bump people in virtual reality. It's so great. So virtual you reality meet, just fist bump them, and um, and um, and they also have a, a number of different activities you can play in this game with other people. So there's like a paintball game, which actually worked really well. It's you um you still use you do have to like teleport to where you want to yeah. move, but then you're sh- still shooting with paintball. And so you can still like duck behind cover and like kind of run around and, and it worked really well and it was really fun. Mm. And you get to, you know, verbally taunt your, taunt your enemies as you beat them, <laughs> which is just an extra bonus. So I think the thing is um, the technology. What did you think of the actual headset yeah. the controllers? Um, I, yeah, it, it worked really, really well. I mean, um, it's it's I, like the 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 controllers worked just really naturally you know like super responsive and um it, there were definitely a few times where I, I got sort of too close to the edge and i accidentally sort of hit a like <laughs> like a real wall not a virtual wall like the wall in his house but um it was very easy to sort of when you figure out the kind of teleporting uh thing that most of the games operate on so you can kind of recenter yourself and um it just yeah it was super responsive and i think and the controls themselves made everything like feel that much better you know like and as opposed to i guess just using a regular controller like you would with the oculus or um or the playstation vr or the playstation vr and oculus has its touch yeah but um but just the vive controls themselves felt super responsive and like like really good to use yep um just the whole thing was really cool i definitely came out of that going Oh, I really want to get a vibe now. <laughs> so you are a convert. You are a convert. I started thinking too. about, oh, do I have actually a big enough space in my house to set it up? Oh, yeah, I've I um, yeah, I I've been looking at it. I think my bedroom is just big enough for it. Um, <laughs> but some if, stuff around. Move, yeah, some, move some stuff, stuff around. around. Um, but if it's not, then I've got a, another room or two in my house that definitely are big enough. So um. Yeah. So yeah, I've um, I'm just waiting for another paycheck or two, just so that I know I don't like completely empty my bank account and then just like, oh, suddenly this payment to this service you never knew you had ticked over, and now you are in debt. And so, are they? Can you buy them in Australia now, or not retail? Uh, you can just order them through. Um, you can just order them through like the Vive store, and then they ship it to you. Um, I originally wasn't going to do that. I was just going to stick it out and wait till the Microsoft store gets some in. Yeah. But then I had another look at um, the store and I realized that I thought that I was going to have to pay another 10% tax on top of it. But I don't because the tax is actually included in the shipping charge. So that dropped like $200 oh, off okay. the price. And so suddenly um, that choice became much more difficult. Uh, so, yeah. Who knows? I think that's something... <laughs> we may be talking about in the future yes. who, knows? who knows um year of virtual reality people we've just gotten there it's a brave new world not a moment too late because it's nearly november yes <laughs> the, the the two months of virtual reality 
And unfortunately, I think that's all we have time for. Yes. So um, we're going to play you a sound effect, and then we're going to be back for our final spiel. Well, we're almost there. We have just one more left. One more, and then that's it. That's it. Then another year of easy XP is done. But those heartfelt goodbyes, those tearful partings, we'll have to wait until next week. Because now it is time to give you our closing spiel for our penultimate unscripted, very rambly easy XP, but (laughs) just the kind of thing that we wanted just to get all this... This two years of pent up NX, just all, just get it all out in yep, one episode. It's all out there now. It's all out there, and so we can maybe finally move into a brave new future. So, with that in mind, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, we are at SurgeXP. If you want to catch up with our previous work, our SoundCloud page is EasyXP. We are also EasyXP on iTunes if you'd like to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like to reach us, suggest a discussion topic, sketch idea, or just yell at how generally uninteresting we are, you can email us at surgexp at gmail.com. That's S-U-R-G-E-X-P at gmail.com. Also, a big thanks to our talented team of moderately tame voice actors who put the show together week after week, and we're going to be leaving you with our OC Remix track of the week. If you want to catch one of the tracks in this week's show, they were Too Far Away Inspirations by Squint from Chrono Trigger, and our track of the week, Waltz for Zora by Erk... Eric... I'm going to mangle these. Eric Christofferson and Nesk Varten, I think, uh-huh. um, based on... Um, Oh, I'll just leave it. You'll know exactly what it's based on from when you hear it. So we're going to be leaving you with that. Thank you once again for listening to Easy XP. Until next week, my name is Dan. I'm Mixero. And we're going to leave you with our track of the week. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs>